Hi, and hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Somerset Sky Point Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, joined as always by Miss Wagner. How are you doing today? Good day. It's good today. It's going to be an amazing day. We have two special guests, a returning guest, Mr. Walton, and a former teacher I worked with for a super long time, Mr. Newman. How are you doing today, Mr. Walton? Is that questionable? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm look, I'm sure. doing great, Fogler. I'm doing great. <laughs> We're blowing the world up in World War One. It's fantastic. I'm tired. Right. I have no idea what my name. Honestly, I didn't realize you were talking to me for like 17 seconds of silence there, <laughs> which is on it. brand. I'm so <laughs> Do we have this one? Uh, so, Mr. Newman. First time on this podcast, obviously me and you have done different podcasts when we were at LEAD. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing as always. I hope that everyone's day is going well right now. That's ambitious. Continue that energy. <laughs> ambitious. So, um, Mr. Walton, just talking about like your – we came back in here because we talked about this uh, a couple of episodes um, about just the simulation and the style of learning of project-based teaching, which – of course, is like my passion and obviously I think all of our passions that are mm-hmm. sitting in here. But um, you had a special update because your World War One simulation has ended. Yeah, we're, we're in process in most of my classes of rebuilding Europe. And uh, well, honestly, human history is incredibly predictable, apparently, because all of the kids are doing the exact same thing during the war that, you know, Europe actually did. And then we're in rebuilding Europe doing the exact same thing. All the kids are putting sanctions on Germany. They're punishing them. There are all these armistices. Like, you can't have more than 100,000 soldiers. You owe me all this money. It's perfect. We're creating Adolf Hitler immediately. Like, not not that that's good. But, like, look, human history. It's the exact same. The kids are doing the same mistakes that everybody else did. And and so I, when I went in the class and I got to see some of these presentations. Oh, my gosh. That was Germany, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Germany was <laughs> begging and begging for forgiveness. There are their and, fake tears crying like, please, we understand that we did all these things. We take credit. It's our fault. But don't hurt. And great, I mean, Great Britain sitting there like. What are you giving us? Give me, <laughs> give me, give me everything. So, and I was like, perfect. Your vocabulary champion. Um, is maniacal and I love it. So she, she, I, she's one of the leaders in the group and she was sitting in the front and then she was starting to talk to me about ideas about how to like make like almost like the modern day United Nations instead of like the League, League of, of Nations. Nations. Yeah. She was talking about like making one giant army and then mm. taking out your country. So like, Shh. no, it, no, no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't give her don't idea. Give, don't give her any idea. Who controls <laughs> that <laughs> army? That's the question. You and what army? Um, <laughs> sorry, it's a little well shock. Well done. Right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm insane. I apologize. You and the voices. No, I just <laughs> usually expect those voices from folks. I said that we were like anybody who listened to the other one. It's like we are identical. So except one of us is good looking. There. Wait, are you saying you're good? I don't know. Wait, this is, this <laughs> is that uncomfortable pause. 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 The, uh, yeah, the uncomfortable that's the uncomfortable pause. We all know who walks around saying he's good looking. And now we need to move his Yeah, only people who are insecure need to tell everybody that. Other people who are good looking don't need to tell anyone, Fogler. I don't know if that's true. And they don't need to flex all the time. I, <laughs> <laughs> the two things I do do. <laughs> so, but just, so update. So a lot of people that are listening, we've talked about the project base. We talked about the simulation. Um, I think all of our goals are... <laughs> As, as we walk I want to be 100% simulation project-based. Like, yeah. I want to transition yeah. away from, like, these kids. Like, honestly, I guarantee every single kid in my class, even the kids that struggle to, like, fully want to play and stuff, every, I have 100% participation from every single kid in all of my classes with this. And on top of that, I guarantee that every single kid can tell me 15 different military inventions, new, like, battle tactics. They can tell me every, like, transition, who was fighting, who in the war, and they thought they were playing a game. Yeah. 
Which so, is re the retention on this is almost 100%. And these kids thought they were playing a game, and I have all yeah. these kids looking up in World War One, going, "Wait, that's exactly what happened in our class." I'm like, "Congratulations, we just learned the war." Yeah, and also you had different variations that happened too, because some of the kids right. did make some different changes. Yeah, for some reason in my one of my classes, Great Britain thought it would be a great idea to jump ship and go hang out with Germany, and I was like, oh. "Okay, you obviously don't pay attention. Your <laughs> your cousin, your kings are cousins, and they hate each other." But it's all right. They. We, I, I'm, I'm good at manipulating, so I figured out how to make it work and still rebuild Europe in a way that'll uh, set us up for World War II. Well, Great Depression, World War II, all the fun right. stuff. And, and so, Mr. And so, Mr. Newman, you, you switched over from obviously doing the simulation yeah. with at Lead, where it was school wide, where right. we were doing this, right. and the principal was even like on the intercom making right. announcements. So he was actually participating so, as Britain. Some kids in his yeah. math test, he's like, "What is the square root of?" Uh, yes, uh, all the sixth like graders to... confused. Yeah, it was great. It was lovely. I would keep that always. But I think that that retention that you were talking about is something that Mr. Fogler and I saw for the last, what has it been, four years. Four years. Uh, and it's so true. For example, I had a student that was France. They were trying to make good with the United States in a World War II simulation, so they 3D printed the Statue of Liberty and delivered it to them in class. Now, which color was the statue? This is, like, super important. <laughs> It, was it started off silver so and and again like obviously like i think what we created at lead um obviously like that was special that's kind right. of like what and the the big thing about when we do these episodes of the podcast is like that's my vision for this school like next year in the entire middle school that would be my vision for project-based teaching most yes. schools in ccsd that are doing well are project-based schools. Right. Rogich is project-based. Lead is project-based. Fully project-based. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's trying to go through there. So update us now, Mr. Walton, back to you. Next semester, what what's going to happen in the simulation? What are we getting excited about? Okay. Well, I honestly, as you all know, I've been bouncing a million ideas off of you. And this is probably getting way too convoluted and complicated for, like, what it actually is. But uh, we're essentially just plotting kids out. My second semester is global studies and geography. So we're we're just clean slate. I'm dropping kids in a, like each each table in a random plot of land at the beginning of nothing. Society is starting. They have to create governments. They have to create an economic system. They have to develop military, develop technologies. And then we go through and randomly I'll have different like actual issues, global study things like let's talk about genocide, which isn't exactly a fun thing, but as part of the curriculum, we have to actually talk about these major issues. Right. But they're creating the issues as they're evolving. Um, so we hit financial literacy, we hit economics, we hit like we hit um, government, we hit all these things where they have to develop. And it's, and sometimes all in the course of one class period. Right? Yeah, resource right. management, yeah. like, yeah, and it's right. super fun. And so you were the department chair of a high school. You've now done a, over a quarter in middle school for the first time the, in your the, career. The transition from the department chair at a CCSD high school, big high school, uh, teaching AP government to seniors to uh, just a regular eighth grade class, it's fascinating. So tell me about it. Tell us about, like, what has your been experience been? Well, one. The actual like level of just straight interest from these kids initially was higher, but these kids are maniacal. Eighth grade is perfect for this because these kids are also like slightly petty, which is fantastic because that like really hammers home the, like the the vindictive like I'm gonna take everything from you. It's mine now, <laughs> which uh, excellent. Uh, but no, like as I said, 100% participation. Even the kids that don't like didn't want to participate felt like they had to know what was going on. Like they were super like involved. So. 
I mean, these it, kids are phenomenal. Just like, think about I this. I love it. These kids are phenomenal. When I so like during lunch, I try to go through the middle school before I head to the high school just to say hi to the kids and talk to them. And I can't tell you how many of the eighth graders stop me and they ask me for either advice, make comments about something, or tell me their future plans. It's exciting. It's just like the excitement with the vocabulary challenge. Kids were practicing. They're trying to figure out a way to beat the champion, which I don't think she's ever going to lose. Do you Do you think she will lose? Okay, so I have this kid who has been practicing every day for a while and challenging her repeatedly to the point where she came to me and she's like, will you tell him to stop? He's not going to win. He needs to accept his fate. And I was like, <laughs> he's good. He'll beat anybody else in my other classes, but he cannot beat her. The he real question, though, is, is Mr. Fogler going to be able to beat this student? No. No, no, I said the student's talented. Like, she's good. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that immediately ruled. It's like Wagner hasn't made fun of me once this time. It's because Walton is doing it for you. It's like, Why would awesome. she need to, the, the fire's lit. You're on the spit. Why would she need to, like, bring some kindling? I don't I think. I just like, go when I need to go. She, it's okay. pretty much every episode. I'll just throw she, a little. Did you pull an apple and stick it in his mouth? No. Like, <laughs> So what I'm hearing is when we eventually have an opening at the high school that you're going to, even though you love middle school, you'll eventually move to the high school. You want to have these kids roll back and have me a second time? I'm going to have a cult at that point if that happens. Sounds like I'm good with that. I mean, the thing is, they, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, at, at lead when we had like seventh and then yes. we had the eighth graders, it, in, especially in the simulation well, where we switched it up and we started it. Yeah, we so we did it differently. We one year yeah. we did it from like the Revolutionary War and then we recreated it with like Napoleon and then we put Napoleon on trial and then we we just kept on going through all the historical events. And then the next year was they started from blanks, like creating their own countries, different, they and gave them a plot of land. For me, I taught seventh grade and I taught eighth grade in the same year, it was a block schedule, seventh grade one day, eighth grade the next day. So I had a lot of these kids twice. And that was the first thing in eighth grade that they would talk about. When are we starting the simulation? What is it going to look like? Right. How are we going to form our groups? Whatever, whatever. This is fantastic, though, because it's the same thing that happens in history. Is every kid the first time around, oh, I know how this goes. It's exactly what's going to happen when we hit World War yep. II. Yep. People are going to be showing yep. up, digging their trenches, thinking yep. that this is how the war goes, and forget that things change. There's going to be airplanes, tanks. And, and they're going <laughs> to – someone's going to develop nuclear energy to the point right. where they can actually harness it for you know nefarious means. But, like – they always do. It's World War One. You had people walking in like bright colors from the French army and their you know red pants, blue coats, and their feathered hats and on horses, thinking it's gonna be like you know the Napoleonic Wars. And then you know Germany's launching like Volkswagen-sized bombs at everybody and just blowing right. them up. Like right. people, they don't learn. Well, the thing is that like even when we warned them, we talked about like this is. When we started using the atomic bombs and we showed them how if you start using atomic bombs, you're going to end the earth. And we had a limit to how many they could use. Almost every simulation ended with atomic warfare where people were blowing each other up and they were trying to figure out stuff. Um, One of my favorite things, though, that we did was our United Nations meeting where we had a hundred and you have a hundred of the top team captains that all figuring out how they can solve like major issues. We had an asteroid that was coming and then we had the science teacher come in there and ruin everything. Global studies is exactly like this is why that sets up nicely. I'm super excited for this. I'm like a little kid at Christmas. The one thing I don't know if we talked about this on the other podcast, though, was one of my favorite things that you brought to the table. And I know we talked about this yesterday was the Socratic seminars that we did for the high school. So um, anybody who hasn't listened to the other Mr. Walton episode is we taught together at Shadow Ridge High School. Um, and we would do these Socratic seminars where the kids would sit in circles and they would ask questions. And I say as like a 
teacher, I became a student because of your science background and all of your information and kids were asking questions. And I said, listen, you guys aren't asking the questions. I, I'm going to ask questions from this point on because I was so engaged by those that discussions. Surprise me. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is funny. No, no, you're here. About everything's about me. Yeah. <laughs> Stop your learning. This is about me and only what I need Tell to know. Tell me again about the radiation belt. <laughs> that, I was literally, I wanted that. So that is what piqued my interest was when you started all, talking. All I need to do is get through all the conspiracy theories and it's over. I Because I get so fascinated get by those. But I'm saying that. The high school kids, they so we started letting them pick up the issues and topics that they were bringing in. They questioned them, and we would sit in these circles. And I mean, we some days we did it for the whole class period because there was just yeah. so many questions, we so much 15, engagement. Fifteen minutes. I try to keep things segmented, but that's what happened. I scheduled fifteen minutes. These kids start getting into these conversations, and some kid brings up something else, and they really do. They take each other, they build off it, they learn off it, and I try to add little wrinkles. But and they're I engaged the entire time. Yeah, they are. And that leads me to the last thing I had to make sure I talked about because I know for sure we did not talk about this before was the implementation of the moral dilemmas where these kids really are put into a situation where there's no perfect answer. Stuff is going to happen that's bad, but they have to justify their reasoning for this moral situation. And the moral situation could be anything. It could be somebody's right. cheating on the test and you're watching them cheat. What is your reaction to the mm -hmm. cheating on the test and it can start off simple and then it can get to that level of like now we're talking about the holocaust and something bad's happening like what do you do in the situation yeah the sophie's choice Where, concept yeah right. right and so kids have to start really thinking about putting themselves in that situation that's why i like simulation Critically thinking yeah because it's like you put yourself into the situation anybody can learn in history and say you know this is what the person did but right. then if you put yourself into that situation right. now I am shifting my perspective. Now I'm looking through their eyes and saying, how would I solve this issue? We're in a depression. How would I get us out of the, the Great right. Depression? Like these, those high level thinking questions that, I mean, I think all students really love, it usually is only met in the AP class. That was my biggest problem because the first simulation I ever participated in was my US history teacher, um, who a former teacher taught with, um, her name's Connie Quinn, she passed away, but um, her segment teaching was, this is an AP class. This is your simulation. You guys are recreating World War One. You're the leaders. And that's kind of how I started thinking like this could hit every kid because as an AP student, I maybe wasn't the most passionate about learning. But when it came to strategy, when it came to military, when it came to now I'm involved and I'm engaged, then I was a great student the rest of the year in that class. And using something like a simulation, each student is able to go and share their strengths and participate with their strengths in the class. It makes them feel better. They're more positive about learning about the class, about themselves at the end of this. I think you've all three hit on what we've worked with teachers all the time. It's got to be engaging. It's got to be engaging. And whatever you're teaching has got to be applicable to their lives. Because if it's not applicable, they don't care. I don't care if it's geometry all the way to an AP class mm -hmm. to biology. They have to somehow be able to absorb it into their lives. Or they just don't care. And you've all three hit on that over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, I mean, the the thing I, 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 I look at when it comes to, like, education, and I, I, I say Dr. McGuire said this. I'm not 100% sure. He w said it a lot, like he taught a class and he wrote a book on, I thought he said this, but he, and it's one of the things that I used to have on my board, which is kids don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yep. And like, that's what I think about is like, you could have the smartest person in the world, but if they don't build that rapport, that relationship, it's the biggest thing is like, do the, are the kids looking forward to going to school? Cause that's the thing is that I think having kids that want to be here, it creates 
you know, less issues for me in the dean's office, but also I think it just creates a morale at the school where kids are excited because I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to just because we're friends, but I'm being serious about this. And number three friend for listeners. Yeah. Number third. Wait, what were you? You were number two. What? You're number two forever. You said last night. No. Whoa, I, I, whoa, I don't remember that. Off the podcast. <laughs> was, uh, I'll delete that the, out. The podcast doesn't matter at this point. We can have a conversation. <laughs> I've been big... plotting Nelson's demise for years. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Who do I need to... So I'm not going to kill anybody, was... but I'm going to figure out how to remove them from the the situation. So it just you're lucky a... you're not number seven. I've heard it all the hey, way through. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Seven's a lucky number, though. Well, but, you just said you had but, to be number two. But I'm being serious about this. It's like, the reality is... When I talk to students, I cannot tell you how excited they are about your class. And I mean, that's like, you can talk to any eighth grader. They all talk about how excited they are. They are proud to be in your class. They either talk about the vocabulary competition. They talk about the simulation. I can't tell you how many eighth graders told me what country they were in, the reasons why they either lost or strategies that they had. They mean, they remember these things and they are excited about it. And that's you as a teacher. So yesterday morning, I know that we're like transitioning, but like yesterday morning- No, we're morning, fine. I we still got four minutes. As we're rebuilding here, I had these kids, they had like five minutes left before the presentations of like why they should get something out of the war. Like, yeah, we lost the war, but we need troops. We need to rebuild. But like, look, we're in the middle of a famine. So the Italian group, like, I hope it wasn't like cultural appropriation, but like they, they made- hats they made aprons and they went up and talked about a pizza and a pasta we gotta everybody get us some food huh? and it was like and then they like pulled out tissues and like fake cried at one point and like full-on an entire play essentially in a presentation about why everybody needs to help them and it was one funny i mean everybody was like rolling on the floor laughing and i was like this is a presentation in a school but look it was fantastic and all their presentation hit like actual notes they had statistics they had everything look at the economic downturn these are 13 year old kids yeah. talking about gro- like gross domestic product drop these are like i guarantee because they get excited 47 yeah. percent of adults don't even know what gross domestic product is but half the kids in my class now know because this group is talking about it while they're creating a mini play joke thing for a league of nations like right. it gets them passionate and that's yes. the thing is like we we talked about this in at lead was um and our principal who loved it that's why it went school wide with the simulation um is because you would see these kids go home and create stuff and you're like was this a grade no no they just created this because they were so passionate about it i had teachers at lead that had students that were in my class that would send me text messages and they would say friday night at nine o'clock this is what they want to do i had kids didn't want to miss school and they said it was because they their parents were like we're gonna go on a vacation no no i can't miss because we're doing yep. a court case yep. or yep. we're gonna yes. it's something yes. major that we yes. were doing literally yeah. last night i had a kid email me a 10 minute video to be played during class during the league of nations thing he made a 10 minute movie and he's <laughs> like if you do not that's if awesome. you do not play this tomorrow, like threatening me, if you do not play this tomorrow, crimes against humanity will be inflicted. <laughs> like, and I really hope he's talking about the simulation. Um, <laughs> like, he's like, I, I know where you park your car, Walton. <laughs> but again, that's not for a grade. It's not for a summative assessment or a formative assessment. Right. It is just on them for fake points in a simulation that we've created. And how cool is that? I mean, that's the thing is like, I, awesome. I think all, all, all of us that have done it know like the like long-term effects of this. I mean, we have students that are at the school that we taught at LEAD that come back and talk yeah. about that being their best experience. Totally, and, yeah. and, and as a teacher, I would get excited about it because I've always been like, I like waking up in the morning getting excited about going to work. That's always like my goal. 
And maybe that doesn't happen that much as the dean, but as a teacher for 17 years, I never had a day where I was like, I dread going to school. I was excited about it. And it was a lot because of stuff that was going on, that specific thing I could look forward to or the court case. I mean, I bring up the court case because you were there. You saw this girl made a courtroom that looked like a courtroom. The principal came in and started joking because his personality is just like me, Dr. Phil Cabbage, if he's listening. Two um, as superintendent. Yeah, he's just like me. Wow. You would, is he not just like me? How did yes. you survive that? He starts, yeah. he starts joking around, Barely. goofing around, and she was like, you need to be quiet or you're going to be sent out of the courtroom. And he was like, yep. and he was quiet the rest of the time, but he came back to me and he's like, I don't think I've ever walked into a mock trial and felt like I was in a courtroom <laughs> than her. And she presided over yes. all of it. I didn't yes. train her. She went home and read every single thing that she could run. And she's like, let me take this as a leader and let me establish your courtroom. And again, she wasn't right. one of our leaders. Nope. She became a leader in the classroom because she wanted to do the court. This is super funny because I've been at a completely different school than you for like the last five years. Yes. Uh, to see the transition of both of us going different direction. Something we didn't do together, mm-hmm. but we both did the same thing apparently. I know. Because we're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> allegedly. I agree with that. You think we're okay. both crazy or you think I'm crazy? Well, I'm I just getting lo- to know. In, in, in defense <laughs> also, of the crazy argument, you are for as sure. I would like to submit to the court evidence uh, for crazy of you specifically, there is now a second bottle of yep. ketchup on the shelf. I don't know. like 101 okay. Studios <laughs> presents ketchup. So with he, lectures, ketchup he lectures me last night about ranch dressing, and both of us were like, you have two <laughs> bottles of ketchup, which is far worse than ranch dressing. All right, all right. I don't Enough know. We're going to have to debate that. Look, look, at this point, it's not nice to bully. I need to, I don't want to safe voice phone call about bullying Vogler. He's tender hearted. I know he goes home and is like, Christ. to his wife, they won't said this today. I, I, go home and I, today we I go and cry to my wife. All right. We obviously, we because we're ending the time, we're going to be cut off in a minute anyways. But we have to have you back on because we literally – I feel like we haven't even hit like all of the things that we're going to be doing next semester and then also with the stuff. So I do have to throw this out. What I've loved about your conversation is typically history teachers – my father was a history teacher. They focus – it tends to lean more toward the male gender, and you've talked a lot about females taking lead roles. Absolutely. And I really appreciated that because you don't see that that often in history with history courses as well as you know science and math. But that's been awesome. Yeah, some of our best leaders were females, most, and most, I mean, like, yeah. they did an amazing job with, and, and especially yeah. the way my brain works, and I like the military, the war aspect, and then they would bring an element of, like, Karen bringing in um, the element of the acting and yes. the skits, like, yes. just stuff the that cult, I ended up cultural, loving. Cultural, societal input. Yeah, just right. the balance between male and female. Yeah. It exactly. doesn't just have to be geared toward the, toward the male right. population, yeah. so that's been fabulous. There's more than one way to win a war. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys both, and we'll do this again soon. Good luck. Don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs)